situations are irrelevant now. She loves the way that I tease. I love the way that she breathes. Like that There aren't a lot of artists that I get apprehensive about going into a room with for a two-hour sit-down interview. Escape the Fate were one of these bands. Despite my knowing full well that there are always two sides to every story, and having my little gossip mantra that says, well, for every story I hear, 25% of the story is true, 25% of it is half embellished, and the other 50% is complete bullshit, I still was just not sure where this talk was going to go. Escape the Fate, you see, they've got more stories flying about them out there, either online or in backstage, than you can shake a stick at. And you can tell when you speak with these guys that they realize that these things are starting to take a toll on the band's reputation and the band's career trajectory. Well, my apprehension at first to sit down with them, that was a perfect example of this. Here's the thing. Honestly, and I'm being totally honest with you guys, I was blown away by these guys during our conversation and our conversation only ended up impressing me with how wrong a lot of the commentary about Escape the Fate has been. So maybe an Escape the Fates situation? Maybe it's more like 75% of the stories are just complete bullshit. The band, known for its over-the-top stage show, was born, logically enough, in Las Vegas by one of its creators, Ronnie Radke, an infectious motley crew knockout of a singer whose desire to be a rock god before others were ready to anoint him as one earned him fans and foes alike. In the fall of 2005, the band won a local radio contest judged by My Chemical Romance, who then awarded the band their first break by hauling them out onto the road with them for their headlining tour. Signed to Epitaph Records, the band released their debut five-song EP, There's No Sympathy for the Devil, and quickly followed up with their first full-length, Dying Is Your Latest Fashion, in the fall of 2006 both of which were produced by heavy rock producer Michael Basquette. A year later, the band's reputation was beginning to fall into that unmanageable category as lead singer Radke, struggling with drug addiction and alcohol problems, was now causing internal strife within the band. Despite several ultimatums, the band became too frustrated to continue with Radke, almost disbanding at one point before looking at their friend, Bless the Fall lead singer Craig Mevitt, as a possible replacement. Radke, trying like hell to stay clean in order to stay in the band, ended up partaking in a series of test shows, as they called it, with the band auditioning both lead singers. One show in Arizona with Mabbitt, the second with Radke in Vegas. For the third show, Radke quote-unquote fell apart, it's claimed, and ultimately the band kicked him out and hired on Mabbitt full-time as lead singer. Okay, now here's the backstory, so those of you who don't know about it, kind of get the whole picture. You see, Radke's troubles quickly worsened, after being involved in a May 2006 physical altercation in Vegas with a local man ending up being shot and killed by a friend of his. Though Radke himself didn't pull that trigger, he was sentenced to five years probation and enrollment into rehab on a battery charge for his part in the incident. He jumped parole in June of 2008 and after a three-day hunt by Vegas police, was eventually caught and sentenced to four years in jail with a possibility of parole in 2010. The person who did pull the trigger, Chase Rader, who had charges dropped against him because he had a viable claim of self-defense, later committed suicide, further compounding the drama already infused into the story. To this day, Radke states it'll be back on stage soon enough. 
Oh, and just so you know, a little bit of a trivia thing. AP was originally considering having Escape the Fade headline its 2008 AP tour, but we were fully aware of, of the legal issues that were involving Radke, and our insurance company wasn't sure uh, that they could finance it, considering that he possibly was going to go to jail. So uh, eventually we didn't pick Escape the Fade. Anyway... In October of 2008, the band released their latest record, This War Is Ours, produced by John Feldman, and are headed out as one of the headliners on this year's Warp Tour, after having just completed a nationwide series of sold-out shows this winter. As of right now, Escape the Fate, feeling more confident than ever before in their career, are only looking forward. That's the word for Escape the Fate these days, forward. And, uh, and maybe repair, that one too. These four guys, Mabbitt on vocals, Brian Money on lead guitar, founder Max Green on bass, and the eccentric Robert Ortiz on drums, really aren't like all the stories make them out to be. Then again, when you really sit down and try to get to know someone instead of listening to what a bunch of people on the web claim to know about them, you are often, most likely, surprised. And with Escape the Fate, I was. This is Mike Shea. Whenever I have a multiple of artists in here, um, I always mess this up, and then I get emails from uh, listeners. So I'd like to do is just get a, a voice ID and just say your name and what you do, because there are a lot of people that maybe have only heard of you guys, but they don't know who you are or what you do. So if you don't mind, well, that's, that'll be the one formula thing we're going to do. All okay. right. So why don't we just start left to right? Uh, well, in my left to right. So go ahead. And this is Robert. I'm the drummer. This is Max. I'm a bass player. This is Craig, and uh, and I, I I serenade, serenade the people, the ladies, if you will, the ladies, if you <laughs> if you will. This is Monty, and I rip the guitar. Yep. You rip it. So, um, I know Craig, you're from Phoenix. You're from uh, you're you're from Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Scottsdale, and right. Mm-hmm. From Scottsdale, not yeah, around like, Sc- North, like North Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Okay, okay. So for you Vegas guys. Uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, that uh, Vegas is not like it used to be. They say that about Times Square, too. It's not like it used to be. Agree? Disagree? Agree. Agree. <laughs> what changed about it? Did it just become like tourist hell? Um, I, I corruption. I oh, know. well, that's new. Okay. <laughs> 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 kind of goes with tourist hell. You kind of need corruption to become tourist hell, yeah. right? Yeah. I was too young to know what it was before, so I don't really know. You don't know? I don't know what changed. Can you, actually, can you pull up a little bit or pull the mic just a little bit more so than that way? Whatever's easiest for you, that'd be awesome. All right, cool. Um, there we go. So where did you? Where is there to hang out in Vegas? <laughs> so, like, what's cool anymore to hang out in Vegas? Like, if you like, you know, somebody's going there and they get away from their parents for a couple hours. <coughs> where would you recommend they go hang out? Um, well, Waste, wasted space. Well, if you're not 21, <coughs> really not a whole lot of places you can go. Usually, just your friend's <laughs> house to go party or whatever. But that the good thing about Vegas is that. Parties never stop because they sell everything 24 hours a day, so that's good. But if you're over 21, definitely the Palms or the Hard Rock. Wasted Space, dude. Yeah. Um, wasted Space is the Hard Rock. It's a cool place. What's the Wasted Space? It's a club at the Hard Rock. Oh, Carrie, it's, Carrie it's Hart it. owns yeah. it. Carrie Hart owns it. And okay. uh, guys from Good Charlotte 
also kind of co-own it and yeah they treat us all, really well every yeah. time we're there so we love going <laughs> it's, there. A, it's a rock bar and there's just like people go in and they jam and stuff it's really cool it's a lot of fun does this band actually own vegas are you guys like VIPs in Vegas? Dude. <laughs> yeah, Robert goes, You're pointing to Robert. What's yeah, this about? Robert, like, Robert goes I, out every night. Robert, <laughs> Robert's place is the hard rock. My place is the palms. Man. Yeah, dude. We, at least we own those section of Vegas. Yeah, the small part. So you guys basically never have to pay anything there. No? Mm-mm. No? Oh, oh, yeah, no wonder you still live there. <laughs> you, man, you guys ever move anywhere else, you're going to be spoiled. You'll be like... What the hell? It's kind of, no, no, that happened actually on this tour that we're on right now. With uh, we were in New Orleans and people came up to Max, right, and they're telling, "Hey, man, you want some free shots?" Oh my oh. god, yeah, there was yeah. Mardi Gras so, going on in New Orleans. So listen no, to this. Normally, I go to Vegas or us go to the club, and like every time I set my drink down, someone fills it back up for me. Every time I go to like you know, put a cigarette in my mouth, someone lights it. I'm like, oh sweet, another drink, thanks. Da da da, whatever. I go to New Orleans. And I walk in the bar because I hear this band like covering some rad songs. Or I'm like, oh, right on, yeah. And I've had a few drinks, so I'm feeling good. This woman comes up to me and um, with these shots, with this thing of shots. And she goes and like she puts one up to my mouth and pours it in my mouth. And then puts two in her mouth and well, then kisses nice. she me. She did it for you. Well, oh, yeah. And, and you and get then, a kiss. And then puts them in my mouth. Awesome. And then probably does that like seven or eight times and then afterwards goes that'll be 40 bucks and I go what? <laughs> what do you mean that'll be 40 bucks? You shoved it down and, my throat Yeah I was like you literally shoved it down my throat but the thing was I didn't I didn't go up to the bar I didn't I didn't ask her for anything they never checked my ID to anyone else I look like I'm 18 years old so you know what I mean but and the, the security guard and the police officers that I took with you they were gonna arrest me and they were like they're like do you get drinks for free? and I was like Actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was just like, I thought I just got lucky in New Orleans another night. I don't know. but I didn't get lucky last night. No? What happened? Uh, well, when we're somewhere else, we went to a strip club. Me and Robert yesterday, just bored. I'm the only one who didn't get it. My little brother got in before me. <laughs> that was a wild night for us, though. He, oh, the pains of being home. young, right? Or looking young, which is even worse. So do you got, like, you know, sometimes you see this, like, where you're the kings of, like, your environment, like, wherever you are. So, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I can walk in anywhere. Everybody knows me. I can get this. I can get that, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you get to a place on this planet where nobody knows you, and they don't give a, they don't give a damn. So they're like... So how do you like not end up in that point where you're like, do you know who I am, dude? You know? I don't know. I I enjoy yeah. the places where there's no one who knows who the hell I am. Unless, really? At all. You're already at that point. Yeah, I, I enjoy being there. Well, well it's because... Unless me, I already yeah. spent all my money. Yeah, <laughs> If exactly. I don't have any more money left. <laughs> if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm broke, I would enjoy if there's someone there that knows who I am to take me out. But... I do enjoy it because me being from Phoenix, I'm sure these guys get it in Vegas too. I mean, I've even started getting in Vegas when I go out there to visit. Because you moved there. Didn't you move there now? Um, or are you still down in Phoenix? I don't know. I'm like Phoenix for a week, Vegas for a week, Hollywood for a week. I'm just like back and forth through all three places now. But Phoenix, when my daughter was first born, I used to go to the mall and, and like kids would just bump in front of me in the stroller as I'm pushing it and then put their backs to, to my girlfriend or my daughter and just be like, can you sign this? Can you sign this? So I mean... <laughs> really clever. Got, I mean, that got... A, that got pretty rough, so I don't even go out anywhere in Phoenix pretty much anymore if it's during the day, like a mall or anything, because it, it got too hectic. It's, as it, that is something of a struggle, I would think, for you guys, and, and, or maybe it isn't. Maybe you guys tell me, like, where it, there are very few bands 
um, and I know that you guys have gone through this and, and have kind of talked about this, had to have talked about it, where um, especially if you're playing on Warped Tour or being anything within the quote-unquote scene area uh, and outside of like just being a rock band, you know, because uh, there's a difference between being called a rock band and then being called a Warped Tour band. And the Warped Tour crowd is all about legitimacy mm-hmm. and keeping it real. And you guys are, you're more a rock band. I mean, you're coming in here and you've got the, uh, um, you know, Max, you've, you've got the, uh, the, the, yeah. the police badges on your jacket, Those are on your real, leather though. jacket. He's, Those are... um, he's, a, he's an officer and a, he's like a bounty hunter, like the dog, dude. He's got it all. Well, hey, you need a reality show. <laughs> Those are real. Dude, I've, I've been saying that's my manager for like two years now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like, it's so, like you guys are presenting a different um, outside image to the fans and to the world and to the media that is very different than what would be considered part of that Warped crowd. So, um, do you find that that becomes a conflict more often than not? Do you even give a crap? <sighs> you know, um, like I, it's kind of like it's like um, like I like I see what you're saying, or whatever else. Like I notice that as well. Like it's kind of like I don't I don't care. Like this is what I like. This is what right. we like, or whatever else. And like that's what kind of helps maybe set us apart from like a lot of the other bands that are like, you know, say like in the scene bands or this or that or whatever. You know, I don't know what the hell he's doing right now. <laughs> I think, kinda, wait, let me, let me, wait, 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 20 likes. Yeah, oh, I know. Almost 20 likes. I well, say. I, don't, I never drink coffee, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 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 and, and like, like, mm, mm, yeah, you know. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I know, I know what you mean, though. Like, we, we definitely try to set ourselves apart a little bit, and, and right. it's something that's, at this point, it's like, not really trying, we're aware, but it's just what we like, you know, and we always challenge each other. And like, you know, like when we're in New York, we find the coolest store and we just try to hold on. What the fuck are you doing? Just trying to get like the craziest, yeah. like clothes, like, Oh, dude, yeah. we need to step it up a notch, dude. Like just, but just that's no, like, it's just, that's, about, it's just about the band wanting, wanting to be more than just, just a band. You know what I mean? Like me personally, I've definitely, definitely gotten, gotten into that mindset because I'm just used to wearing a t-shirt and a pair of jeans and just going up there and rocking but it's definitely a different story when when you go out there and you you want to put on a show and we just keep on thinking of different ideas different things we can do on stage different ways to dress or something and just just make it more of like a production more of like a concert or show like we can get ready and feel like we putting are on, on stage show. acting you know putting on a show and we're different characters on the stage than we are in real life you know what I mean and that's kind of what we I like that. What we want to get to. That's good. Like, That's a really like, good point. You know actually. what I mean, like? Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? Like, Hey, at least he isn't saying you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, well, he, he was saying, like, how he, he goes to, like, a mall or something, you know, kids recognize him. What's cool with me is I have these these glasses I'm even wearing right now in the studio where no one can see me. I'm still wearing them, but when I go out in public, I can take them off, and, you know, kids sometimes think it might be me, but it might not. So I kind of have that that identity and that's what we have on stage and we can just live it up and be who we are and you know kids will recognize us as soon as they see us as opposed to that could just be their friend you know that they know i was kind of disappointed robert because everybody that uh, i had spoken to wow. over the past year <laughs> said, said, said that you you i was waiting for the fur coat and you came in here without the fur coat on son uh, of a bitch that fur that's... coat is um 
that, happened to that, it? That's my freaking <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah. Right, first of all, that's not Max. We He could wear it on tour until he gets a new winter jacket. He's getting all that It happens to everybody. You gave him your leopard coat. Now everybody sees Robert with his leopard coat. Yeah. I gave you my zebra pants. What's up, dude? And everybody sees you with zebra pants. It happens to everybody. That fur coat, though, the reason I'm not wearing it right now is because usually I wear it going on stage and off stage, especially right now. It's winter and we'll be going outside and it's yeah, it's cold. like 60 degrees outside yeah, today too. And, yeah, yeah. and so when I wear it, when I come off stage, it's fucking sweaty and I haven't gotten a chance to yeah, you need wear to clean it. That so thing, it smells it, atrocious right now. Dry kill the dry uh, the dry cleaner bill's got to be horrible on oh that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> It's Max's jacket, so I'll let him worry real, about that. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, yeah, I wish I had that right now. <laughs> but uh, what happened was that was my jacket that my friend gave to me, and I was too big for it at the time, and uh, I gave it to Max on the basis that one day I might lose weight and be able to fit in it and you know a couple of years later i did and all of a sudden he thinks it's his that entire story is questionable and debatable <laughs> no it's not that's the end all be all that's the explanation right there it's in it's uh it's something to think about though and i don't know if you guys have actually discussed this or not or maybe your manager has or anybody at epitaph records your label has or not but there's there's that point where you guys are wanting to be yourselves and it was really interesting, Craig, that you said about, you know, look, we're here. You're, you're basically saying we're here to perform on stage. We're not out there just to hang out. Yeah. You know, this isn't band rehearsal. We have to bring a show. And uh, um, whether you like their music or not, Family Force 5 think the same way you do. Yeah. Um, they, they're like, we got to entertain, man. Dude, I loved yeah. them on the You know, Warped people Tour. are They've paying 18 dollars $20 plus to see us. I used to go on stage and sing, do a song really? with them. Yeah. So it's like, perform, do yep. something, yeah. look, address, do the, you know, people want to aspire. They want to fantasize. I want to be like that person yeah. you know we always said that if if kids are going to come see your band play or whatever else like they, they're gonna they're gonna pay to be entertained if they want to listen to music they're gonna steal it you know that's like the difference that's like so it's like you better put on a good show because they paid for that ticket you know you want to get them to come back well, that's where you make your money these days in music not selling the music you actually sell the show now so yeah you know that's really good what point. you gotta do really good point so you gotta sell tickets to make so then money. how do you prov- how do you provide um, legitimacy to that because where cynical um, people, whether it's fans, cynical people that run message boards of note, people that are in the media, hello, uh, you know, people that are older, uh, you know, guys and gals that have been around for a while, they'll sit there and go, uh, they'll look at a band uh, that um, is, uh, has, a, has an image, has a style, they're relatively new, and they'll sit there and they'll think like, all right, these guys, gals, are acting like rock stars before they're actually rock stars. So the image is created before the reputation, uh, and it, it, sometimes it causes critics and, and, uh, and the doubtfuls out there to kind of um, question that artists sincerity and authenticity yeah uh and they're saying they're just acting this way in order to be uh, yeah and so are they really like that or is this an all act i think that happens to every artist though and then those same critics that say this guy has such a rock and roll attitude i don't think he's going to go anywhere when that artist is selling multi-platinum records and they're playing arenas they're the same people that are like yeah i saw them when they were nothing and uh yeah, they were pretty good. I was there. I was at that show. I, you know, I think that yeah, I think that it it, that it it kind of happens to every band, you know, a little bit, especially when they're coming out. But like the like the difference is like you can tell with some bands like, but it's all about like just watching them. Like right. okay, that okay, they're they're like they're living it, they're doing it or whatever else. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, um, like what were we watching last night? We were watching uh, Marilyn Manson's Guns, God, and Government World Tour DVD. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like going back to that, I mean, you got to yeah. imagine how many people looked at him. Good example. And really? said he yeah. has. Oh, he has too much of an attitude, like back when he was, what, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many right. people saw yeah, that right. and was like, look at this douchebag. And like, there were. You're, you're, Craig, you're entirely right. Yeah, there were there he's, tons of critics back then saying, everyone, look at this act. There's yeah. nobody that would talk bad about Manson now because he's just, he's his own entity. He's God. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's gnarly. <laughs> right, 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 right. <clears throat> he is a good artist, though, but. Yeah. You know, so, that's just an example of, like, how critics probably were all over his, his jock, you know, back in the day. and. He just stuck with it, and at the end of the day, he's doing what he loves to do, and he's making music for people that want to hear it, and I think everybody just kind of got over the fact that, you know what, he's just an artist doing what he loves. Mm-hmm. I got to respect that. Mm-hmm. I think I, well, I, think, I think at level. the end of the day, you got to do what feels right to you and not give a fuck, you know, because it's like, if if that's the way you want to present yourself, if you want to be a fucking arrogant asshole, then that's, and that's your thing. <laughs> fucking run with it, and maybe it'll work. <laughs> But, like, if you want to put on a show and cause controversy, like like he said, like Manson did, then, you know what, That that's what he likes to do. He li- Like, look at his song titles of some, you know. Some, right, right. And, like, that's what he likes Videos. to do. Videos. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. likes to cause controversy, and that's what made him famous, and that's what he ran with, you know, and that's that, that's been that way since the beginning with us. Like, there's nothing fake about what we're doing. This is who we are, but it's, like, it, at the same time, it just, when when you put it on a stage, it becomes really interesting, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting though because with the with the records that uh, and of course it's a difference <clears throat> I mean obvious difference with the with the different lead singer at the time, um, but the records that you did with Basket Basketti how do you pronounce his last name Basket Basket is Basket so it's <coughs> fine. Um, uh, but the two records with that were were obviously more of kind of like that Motley Crue kind of Van Halen era kind of thing and then the new one with Feldman is obviously especially when you got um, harder than you know on there. Uh, the ballad, uh, which I mean, I listened to the record. I'm like, wow, it's really good. And all of a sudden, it hit that la- the second to last song, right? And then uh, I was like, whoa, this is different. Didn't yeah. expect this. But then I went Feldman, uh, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's how John is. He yeah. just, you know, he believes in in uh, you know, basket. He's worked with Incubus and Limp Bizkit and and uh, you know, and uh, he, he's he's got really got a rock and roll kind of mentality to him. And Feldman is about the hit. Yeah. He's about presenting an overall package that is. Um, uh, is is uh, sellable to a, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, from radio to uh, you know the the teenage girl in high school mm-hmm. uh, that's going through heartbreak or whatever, or the guy. And um, so, it, it, how with with that kind of an image, like it's, it's obviously even the videos, they're more tamed down. The more uh, so, like, but you're trying to still be. You're, you're kind of talking like, well, we're going to be, you know, uh, what we want to be, and that would still kind of point towards how you guys were prior to, Craig, your yeah. your position in the band. I mean, is there kind of like a difference now where you're also trying to change? You maybe you're kind of sensing like, okay, maybe we got to scale back a little bit the way that we that show on yeah. stage. You know, we don't have to like be too over the top anymore. We can pull it back because yeah. if you watch YouTube videos of the earlier shows, uh, when Ronnie was in there, it was definitely like that was you know it was Van Halen's opening act. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. As far as as far as the music, I was gonna say the other night, Craig jumped off a balcony and showed this dude his ass. So I think I oh, think it's good. still pretty fucking rad. <laughs> personally, I think we're more. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we. I don't think you turned into Simon yeah, and Garfunkel. I'm not the saying shows that. Are definitely way more up there. Um, I I personally hate both our music videos that we have out right now. Just, really, the two new ones, just for personal really? reasons, because we filmed both of them in one day, and uh, 
I had a broken ankle, so I was in a cast. Big old cast. I like. There's a lot of like my old fans that are like, man, I'm used to seeing you run around and hang from shit and jump up and down, and you're just like standing there in the video. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like I couldn't move texting. at all. Yeah. And I'm just texting. like, great. Yeah. Two videos texting. of me in a it was cast. Something. That's what he's doing. He's texting. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm just like, oh, this sucks. So I want to film the next one. Super. Super ASAP, dude. It's, it's going to be an all-jogging video, right? I gotta, yeah, that's what, <laughs> dude, that's what I told the director. I was like, next video, I'm going to be running laps. That's the video, just me running laps. Jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, being proud that I have my foot back. But um, as far as the music and the record goes, I'm, I'm super, super proud of what we did with the record because it's so different to the point where even old fans and critics will be like, oh, man, this new record sucks. It's so poppy. You don't even have any good songs. Well, I mean... Well, I like I like the flood and, and this war is ours and you are so beautiful, but the rest of it sucks. It's like, all right, so you like half the record, right? <laughs> Thanks, man. And then the other half of the record, other people like, and they're like, I don't know, that song's a little too hard for me, or that song's a little too poppy for me. But it's all escape the fate, which is the good thing. When uh, when our EP came out, like we had a lot of our harder songs on there. Then when yeah. our full length came out, we had a lot of more a lot of the songs that were just like if you if you listen to it, it's. Like a lot of just four chord progressions, a lot of palm muting, a lot of simple standard, you know, pop punk type stuff, you know, with some darker chords and things underneath it or whatever. And in this album, people it's like, were complaining about that, that yeah, transition. It's like, and it, we wrote the songs at the same time, the EP and the album. Yeah. That's everything we, yeah, we wrote, we wrote both of this, like, before, like, you know, we wrote our, we wrote all that stuff like, when we were just coming up or whatever, you know, a local band, and then, you know, a couple when we got signed. And then, like, the new album, like, I, th I think the new album is definitely more, like, has, like, a, like just, it's, it's, like, a bigger thing. Like, we just wanted to, like, all right, because we, we're not, like, we're not a metal band, we're not a hardcore band, we're not a pop band, like, we are Escape the Fate band. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are almost, like, people, you could almost call us pop metal or pop rock, you know, because do a little bit of everything and we just want to make it do everything we did before just bigger and better, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, then, I don't really care anymore because <laughs> any criticism is good criticism, so yeah. just I, just talking, the, bitch. I just let the people talk, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. another thing, like the whole, the whole screamy thing, like, oh man, Escape the Fate doesn't scream that much anymore, and then I actually sat back, listened to the old record and the new record. And there's what three songs on the old record that have That's have screaming in it? Yeah, and listen to this. And there's like four or five songs on this record, and I'm like, even this, wait, there's more screaming in this record. What the hell are you talking about? Even this album, we still do it like we did on the last one. We had like, say, friends and alibis and guillotine, and then this one, guillotine two, which still starts up shredding, and then harder than you know, uh. which is still two songs. We're always gonna. We like doing just whatever we do. Yeah. But wasn't one of the first videos for Escape the Fate that Epitaph put out was was it was it a, a live video? It was it was a, it was one of the ones I saw off of the first uh, ones that had a tremendous amounts of hits on YouTube. Um, was was that, there's no sympathy live? Yeah, video? yeah, it may have been off of that? that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, I mean it wasn't live. I mean it was obviously the the song and it was overdubbed yeah. a live performance. Um, but it had screaming in it and so if that is what is perceived if that is what is seen and that is first impression so the fans the media everybody are going to see that and go screamo band yeah mm. so it doesn't matter what the rest of the record sounds if yeah. that's what they see yeah. you're a screamo band especially you know for critics that want need to categorize everything yeah you see, know that's we, the thing everyone everyone always gets called something like ah, no we don't want to be called that listen to the other song like just how it always is with every band yeah i noticed so uh, before I forget about this, 
let's talk about the live show that you guys do and about presenting, you know, you presenting a show as, as you said so well, Robert, um, what do you guys find are the rules of engagement for a band on the stage that are usually overlooked? You see other bands open up for you now. You guys are selling out this tour. You're doing great. Um, there's new records already when you're like over 52,000 units and it's only been a couple months with a really crappy economy. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, so what, what are the, what are the rules of engagement for performance to like really bring it? Um, I think to really bring it, you have to have no rules. Yeah, you know straight I mean? up. Just yeah. no, Especially uh, like nowadays. No rules of anything. Yeah. Just You just also. need to go up there and not give a shit about anything or anybody. Uh, me personally, when I go up there, in between songs, I can't think of anything else to do, especially for this tour, since this is our first headlining tour. Um, I just I just thank the crowd, like every other song. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> once again, thank you so much for being here. Because, you know, we're just all so grateful start to still have the, the opportunity to be up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Robert will be back. Start the fucking song. Come on. Quit talking. Quit talking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, I mean, me and Max always try to get the crowd into it, and, and we'll do little think, things on stage, and <coughs> I'll punch Brian in the ball sometimes. I don't know. Really just, that, that brings a show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some venues, some venues have so many rules, you know what I mean, that I just try to overlook that. I mean, my thing is I like to climb on shit and jump off from a spot where people would not expect me to be able you, to get to. You almost reached your record last or the last night or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty high. That was pretty high last night. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. I didn't even know how. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Oh, and then you'll be doing your next video with, so a, with a leg cast on again. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I mean, the thing is with bands that want to have a good live show, it's like it kind of sucks because you have to wait until, until you get like the funding to get all the things you want. Like if it was up to us, like we'd have pyrotechnics, fucking laser shows. Brown would be flying over the crowd like Garth Brooks every night doing his solos. Like, yeah. It'd be totally <laughs> rough. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd so be really great. Here's, here's like to that. me what I what I find in, interesting and unique about our shows is, you know, we we argue a lot at, at times because you know certain certain band members we, may have a little bit too many substances. Before they go on stage, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? Then you mean the thing little is, debbies, right? That's what uh, you yeah, mean. yeah. But yeah. when, we, when the, you say substance, let's just say drinks. I don't want to get any confused shit going on here, right? <laughs> drinks. All right. Okay, drinks, Jaeger, if you will, or whiskey. But um, oh yeah, the the thing about that though is, you know what? For a fan, maybe at the time, like they see what might look like a, a, a like, what is this guy doing? He's fucking obviously out of his mind. <laughs> But you know what? And, and it's frustrating when you're back there trying to stay on time and all this stuff's going on. But then, you know, you look at it later and you're like, that, that's fucking crazy. Like, how do we do that? And to a fan, it's like, dude, I just saw that guy just fucking wasted just now. And, you know, it makes people talk and it makes each show right. unique. Then there's those shows where we go up there and we're all on point and everyone just sounds great, looks great. The crowd is just you know, eating everything up. And then you have that special show. And so... Every every show that we do is unique, and there's always something exciting and new. And like when I go on stage every night, I don't know what the fuck to expect, and that's the best part of what we do. Yeah, I, love <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected. Whatever the venue tells you not to do, do, do it. yeah, do it. So without dissing Push other bands, limits. because it's not a really cool thing to be doing that anyway. I mean, it's something to do on the back on the bus, um, but. What are some things that you see a lot of bands that, um, you know, you guys have come very, very quickly and you've been through a lot, um, not only as a band, but individually. 
Um, so what are some things that you see other bands performing that you go, you wish bands would stop doing? Hmm. I don't watch any bands really. Like if you were being a band manager, what would you, what would you say to other bands? Like, don't do that anymore. This is tired. It's done. It's my, my thing. I, I, this is, I just wish bands would just stop doing it, but I'm okay with it because it makes us look better. (laughs) Stop having fucking short jean fucking cut off shorts and fucking beards it's stupid <laughs> yeah. it's fucking dumb but it makes us southern bro but it makes us look all right it's one thing i don't like about war <laughs> see that's what I, it's hard it's hard for me to personally answer that question because i just i like everything i find something about everything that i like for some reason the one thing I do hate about live bands, though, that I see sometimes, is a guitarist that doesn't really know how to headbang with his guitar, so he just looks completely fucking awkward. And he's just like, he just, his whole body's bouncing, you know, and he's trying to get into it, and he's not really doing it correctly. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Or they try to do that hardcore move where they pick the guitar up over their head. Uh. And they yeah. hit themselves in the face with it or something. <laughs> there you go. I'm just like, come on, dude, go home and practice first. Before you see you start. his face though when you said that, he just goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it is. You don't um, and you guys are doing Warped Tour again this summer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So very briefly for those bands that are like all these like local bands and stuff like that, they're going to get on an Ernie Ball stage or Kevin Smith stage or whatever. Um, give me just a couple of rules of survival for Warped Tour. Uh, don't oh. d- fucking. Wear shorts and have a beard. Have an iPhone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, just I think I think for new bands on small stages because I did the whole Warp Tour 07 in a van, which is pretty fucking difficult. Um, you know, Kevin Kevin makes sure that there's enough enough things available at the tour where everybody can be comfortable. I mean, there's showers at every place. You just got to get up and go find it. You know what I mean? Don't be lazy. There's um. Two stages are usually in an amphitheater, which is pretty cool, and you can like hang out backstage, you know, in in a nice cool temperature. Um, there's catering for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, go sit down and grab something to eat. Go meet bands, become you know, make friends. And I think that's, if, that's if, the you're most new, if you're thing. a new band, meet and become friends with someone who's in a band on a bigger stage, so you can get that catering and that food. <laughs> get, make sure you work that point, work that shit. Get big. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Is it's like great. Just, it's really great. Also, find out when you're playing because you're in a different city every day, all day for that day. So, I mean, go out and hang out. You know, in the city, go go do something. You know, I think, you might, I think you might there's play two. Meeting. There's two main rules, and I think Maxi said like the one is make friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get get a, a bigger band to come watch you, and no matter what you. You just make sure people are talking about you. No matter what you do, you got to make sure if you know they hate you, they love you, they got to be talking about you. Yeah. Because everyone's got to be going, who the fuck is this band? Because there's like 60 or 70 bands on any given day. But just you got to stand out. Like yeah? you got to like be yourself. Like when you talk to other bands, you don't want to be that annoying kid. It's like, oh hey man, and I'm like, all right, dude. Now I really don't want to watch your band right now. <laughs> dude, and it's and it's hard not to be, man, because you're on, you know, you're sharing a stage yeah. with your idols. It's hard, you know. But uh, I was that you, dude. I'm gonna, <laughs> do, that, I'm gonna yeah. do that to Corn in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's weird. <laughs> the whole Corn, but yeah, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna play with them pretty soon. Really. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's some rock festival and in I'm Tucson. I'm gonna try and <laughs> be one of those guys, <laughs> just because they started the whole thing, music thing for me. I know it's a weird band to say, but so so like what? Um, you just kind of let's go back to like the early days of your bands and Blessed Falls too. Um, uh, with 
yeah, I think you made a good point, Robert, about you're competing with, technically with 60 other bands to get your band to break out from all those bands. Um, and whether it was you guys want to talk about your early days, um, you know, the, the, the early shows in Vegas, or you want to talk about, um, like, let's not talk about like the MySpace way of doing it, but let's think about the old school way, which is the flyers, the going up to people. I've been a Warped Tour too many times to even count. And, you know, you got that friend of yours, you know, it's a friend of the band or something like that, or part of a local street team. And they just come up, they throw the flyer and they walk away. Yeah. So, like, are there things that work for you guys that you have found worked for you to kind of get your name out, to make your band stand out more uh, from a, I guess, like a, um, you know, from, a, from I guess, a street marketing way? Not, I don't know how corporate that sounds, but you know I, what I mean? Um, I, like, even on this tour at Venues or, or even Warp Tour, I go out there and I try to make sure that I stay there and talk to everyone and have a conversation with as many people as I can, not just, like, Hey, can you sign this? There you go, bud. Thanks. See you later. You know, I try to sit there and you know get to know people, make make friends, and and go hang out with fans as much as I can until it gets to that awkward point where I'm standing there and there's like one person left. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hey, hey, bud. Like, so you know, I I try to do that every night, and you know that seems to work. When you're when you you're never... you're starting, dude, that's that's an investment, man. Because yeah. like I I I was a huge fan of Avenged Sevenfolds back in the day. Okay. And like when they were they're starting out, they were just about getting ready to start their second record, and they came up and they talked to me, and I was just like, whoa, who, whoa, fuck, who are these guys? They're cool, you know. And I liked their band, and them talking to me just made me go like. Wow, dude, these guys are really fucking cool, and I would do anything for them at that point. It's an investment that you make. I think that's and, what. Oh, sorry. You know, what I was saying about having a cool image. Right. Well, you said promoting ourselves. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. Walking by and seeing our poster—that's why I want to look cool because that kids want to grab, grab. I want to grab out you. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It stands the poster out, yeah. stands out when yeah. you're walking by. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know what he's saying. <laughs> well, you said events have full. I was thinking they have a cool image. Yeah, they do. They are cool, man. But like, uh, it it is like an investment. Like you, when you you meet kids that are fucking obsessed with music, and all they want to do is talk about bands and find the coolest new band. And, right. You know, if you you stand out to them, you you have an amazing live show. Like I I saw Bless the Fall, you know, on that Warp tour, and I I walked past and I stopped. I was like, oh, dude, these are the guys we're touring with, and I was like, God. Damn, dude, that <laughs> fucking singer is insane. Like, I was jealous. He's I was. kissing ass right now. Oh, is, I, I, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. No, I was. I was jealous, and and you want something from me? I, <laughs> I do. I do. Um, oh, his hoodie is it would fit me really good. But um, <laughs> but uh, like it, he did, and I mean, I wasn't really a fan of Bust the Falls, and at the time, I didn't know their music really. But I saw him, and I was just like, "Fuck, dude, this guy is fucking gnarly, dude." And and then he was super cool when I met him and everything. So it just made me go like, dude, this fucking, they're legit, you know? And Did you guys ever have an idol, like, be a total dick to you? Like um, somebody let you down? Thanks. Max <laughs> 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 lets me down all the time. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm that guy for some fans, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, think about that. I mean, because there is that point where I've I've known uh, I know a couple of lead singers where they've you guys said it like you you got to be cool about it, you got to be obtainable. Yeah. But then there's that level or that point where all of a sudden, if you're unobtainable, if as you were saying, Brian, you're the guy that walks by and ignores them. Yeah. 
where you have like this air of superiority. There's something about that whole thing about well, it's a rock star. They're supposed to act that way. Well, I you mean, know, it makes see, you more wanted. Well, there's a difference. There's, if you're gonna be seen and you're gonna be out there, be nice and talk to people. If if you want to have that kind of superiority, just stay where you're supposed to be. You know, let people maybe catch a glimpse of you backstage or something like, is he back there? And then you don't get the whole, he walked right by me yeah, and I was you, asking him a question and he's a dick. Like, yeah, don't you, go walk into people if you're not going to stand there and talk to them. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can You can have like that rock star mystique without being an asshole. There's like, a, definitely yeah. a major difference, though, upon how, how big you are. When you're starting out, being a dick is not the right way to go about things. <laughs> but once you reach a certain level where there's so many fucking people around you at all times and they always want something from you... It gets it gets pretty frustrating, and that's what makes people be assholes, and makes you want to get away from everybody. And but the, the best time, way the best way to deal with that is to seclude yourself and be untouchable and unattainable by just physically staying away. If you're yeah. out there and you're like signing stuff and taking pictures, and it's like boom, 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 boom you're like, all right, well, hold on, just let me change my shirt real quick. Then it's like you know, then you leave. It's like oh, they, I want him to come back out. Oh, God, he's gonna come back out. Everyone get over here. He's gonna come back out. You know, so it's like. It works. Which well, one? Think, it su- it sucks because we got to live like, like a lot of fans don't understand that all of us live under a microscope. Like every little thing we do, every little thing we say, is going to be heard and posted somewhere, and it's going to be blown up into like a huge fucking ordeal. And that sucks sometimes, and that definitely affects our attitudes personally in our in our lives and in our shows and the in the way we treat people sometimes because. <laughs> Like, some people just don't realize, like, you know, what they're doing, I think. Especially mm-hmm. with our background. Our yeah. background, that makes it a lot more magnifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before we... Uh, before, I do want to talk about the myths. Um, and also, because you've made a really, really good point, um, Craig, that, that there is something to be said about being underneath a microscope and how things get blown out of proportion, how you guys deal with it as a band. And, uh, and there's a really... There's a very easy way to get defensive about it. Yeah. And then there's another way where you have to try and control it somehow. So we'll talk about that. But uh, we take two music breaks. And um, this first music break, um, you, you guys have got a lot of fans, and they probably want to know what you guys are listening to that is not your own record. So uh, we'll start with Robert. We'll just go. Just give me one song, one artist. Um, so a song from each of you guys. It could be any artist, any song. Um, that is like your favorite song right now. <laughs> you write your iPod. I thought I did, but this is a song called "Blasphemy" by Machiavelli, also known as Tupac, dude. That was his alter ego, right? Or something. Machiavelli. I've been listening to, I've been, um, <clears throat> I've been listening to Manson a lot, a lot lately. Like, I've been a Manson fan since I was like in fourth or fifth grade. I was just mm. been completely obsessed. And lately, I've been listening to uh, his "Lest We Forget the Best of" CD. And then uh, his Hollywood CD. Then I've been listening to, like the song Saint. It's on my MySpace. Mm. And then uh, I love the song This Is the New Shit. And then actually, just last night, I was talking. I, I could go on my man's in forever. Last night, I was listening to uh, talking about his song Lunchbox because he's talking mm. about like he's like one of the lyrics is I want to grow up or when I grow up I want to be a big rock and roll star or whatever. And he talks about how I used to get picked on a lot. And I was like, when I was younger, I used to get picked on a lot. And I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, what have I been jamming lately? Death Clock. I've been listening to Death Clock a lot. Metalocalypse. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah been yeah. jamming them. Do anything for Death Clock. Fuck <laughs> yeah. I think that's all we've all been listening to by default. You walk on the bus, I, you just I, hear fucking put, death metal. I put the DVD in and you just press play all, all day long. All I hear is the fastest bus driver, double bus bass driver, ever. like, to opera watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm listening to Anthony Robbins. Hmm. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> motivational no, speaking. Robbins. I was gonna say, like, okay, no, but uh, motivational speaking. <laughs> I guess um, I have an Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, and I've I've been playing that because I don't know any particular <laughs> classical rock. Just sure. Any any particular song that you um particular song? Well, I just play it the shuffle on my just anything. Yeah. So whatever bounces out. That it's called the big ones. All right. Well, then we'll just we'll just wheel the uh, we'll just spin the iPod uh, song clicker and pick one. All right. Well, you can pick one. That's all right. God has a plan, and the Bible unfolds a wonderful plan through the message of prophecy. God sent Jesus into this world to be our savior, and that Christ is returning someday soon to unfold the wonderful plan of eternity for my life and your life. my family tree consists of drug dealers, thugs, and killers struggling, known to hustle, screaming, fuck they feelings. I got advice from my father. All he told me was this, nigga, get off your ass if you plan to be rich. There's ten rules to the game, but I share with you too. No, niggas gon' hate you for whatever you do. Now rule one, get your cash on MOB. That's money over bitches, cause they breed envy. Now rule two is a hard one. Watch for phonies. Keep your enemies close, nigga. Watch your homies. It seemed a little unimportant when he told me I smile. Picture Jews being handed to an innocent child. I never knew in my lifetime I lived by these rules. Initiated as an outlaw, studying rules. Now Papa ain't around, so I gotta recall. I'll come to grips with being written on my enemies' walls. Promise if I have a seat, I'm a god and right. Dear Lord, don't let me die tonight. I got words for my comrades. Listen and learn, ain't nothing free, give back what you earn No doubt, getting high in the motherfucker, bless me please This thug life will be the death of me, come on yeah. And I remember what my papa told me, remember what my papa told me Blasphemy But for them I'm still in the name of the Lord, them I tell them I'm spying on them I remember what my papa told me, in the name of the Lord Everybody kissing ass to go to heaven ain't going Put my soul on it I'm fighting devil niggas daily Plus the media be crucifying brother severely Tell me I ain't God, son Nigga, mama virgin We got a dick that had to lead the birds Back in the ghetto doing wild shit Looking at the sun, don't pay Criminal mind all the time Wait for judgment day They say Moses split the Red Sea I split the blunt and rolled the fat when I'm deadly Babylon beware Coming for the feral skis Retaliation making legends off the shit we did Still bullshitting niggas in Jerusalem Waiting for signs, God coming, she just taking her time <laughs> Living by the now while the water flow I'm contemplating blocks, wonder where the thought to go Brothers getting shot, coming back, resurrected Is this that raw shit, nigga, check it Can I remember what my papa told me? Remember what my papa told me? Blasphemy Not for them, I'm still in the name of the Lord Them I tell no fly, hold them, I'm in the cloud Using the name of the Lord, them pain While the people in the ghetto will not pain 
The preacher want me buried, why? I know he a liar. Have you ever seen a crackhead? That's eternal fire. Why you got these kids' minds? Thinking that they evil, why the preacher be a freaky? Say, honor God's people, should we cry? When the Pope die, my request, we should cry if they cry. When we bury Malcolm X, mama tell me am I wrong? Is God just another cop waiting to beat my ass if I don't go pop? Memories of a pastime, giving up cash to the leaders, knowing damn well they ain't gonna feed us. In my brain, how can you explain Thomas B.C.? It's far enough to live now in these times of grief. They say Jesus is a common man, but he's understand times in this crime land. My third nation, do what you gotta do, but know you gotta change. Try to find a way to make it out the game. I leave this and hope God can see my heart is pure. Is heaven just another door? I leave this here. I leave this and hope God see my heart is pure as heaven just another door. And my people say, Not for them, I'm still in the name of the Lord. Them, I tell no fly, but all them, I put in a pot. Using the name of the Lord in vain. While the people in the ghetto, them feel no pain. Not for them, I'm still in the name of the Lord. Them, I tell no fly, but all them, I put in a pot. Using the name of the Lord in vain. While the people in the ghetto, feel no pain. Not for them, I'm still in the name of the Lord. Them, I tell no fly, but all them, I put in a pot. Using the name of the Lord in vain. While the people in the ghetto, feel no pain. Not for them, I'm still in the name of the Lord. Them, I tell no fly, but them, I put in a pot. Using the name of the Lord in vain. While the people in the ghetto.
struggle with myths and the myth making out there and you know it's not i don't want to make this some, something like where you guys are feeling like you have to defend um things i don't want to turn it into that for you because i'm sure you're probably tired of it um but i do want to kind of talk about like how you guys 
deal with it, like how it makes you feel, um, the frustrations, uh, the, the anger, uh, and, and how you tend to respond to some of it with people. Um, and so like I was over, uh, I took a look at a, a record review for the new record and uh, this one critic online said that, um, you know, he kind of written off the band in the past records. He got the new one and he was like, I'm going to give this a shot. Uh, and he basically was saying, this is what I know about Escape the Fate as I'm walking into this record. He's like, um, uh, number one, ex uh, Escape the Fate of Becoming uh, Fast in the past couple of years for A, great hair. B, the lead singer killed some guy or something. C, making seeing kids shit themselves. That's good. Um, D, molesting girls at their shows. And E, I guess, yeah, flashing their dicks at venues. And this is what this guy <laughs> says. So, so Three out of five is pretty fucking badass. <laughs> <man. laughs> so, you've, so, so, you know, this stuff gets read on a message board, right? People don't know who you are necessarily, other fans, or, or people that are not fans yet. And they're going to start automatically think, this is what these guys are about. Now, yeah. he may not know. He may have heard second, third, fourth person. I've known plenty of journalists and fans and stuff who said, oh, yeah, that, that band is blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and they're like, no, that band doesn't really like that. They're nothing like that at all. Yeah. So how do you guys deal with all that kind of stuff? You know, you know what happens, man, is that when you hear shit like that, you start, you start to question everything and you start to go, well, fuck, man, or does anyone not take us seriously or they don't know what the fuck's going on. They don't know what I've dealt with this past fucking year. They don't know how traumatic my life has been. I've watched my dreams rise and fall mm -hmm. simultaneously. They don't know that shit. And all they know is that we're fucking, you know, crazy and shit. And, you know, we are. You know? <laughs> we're fucking, we've done a number of things that, you know, is worth talking about. And people are going to be interested. And the message boards, that's what you're going to be talking about. You know, it's hard to sell a music magazine talking about music. You got to talk about the fucking interesting shit, you know? Like, right. what would you guys do backstage or, you know? And, and yeah, and you know what? But people go to a show and they buy rec records not just based on that. They buy them because the songs are fucking good and because they connect to it and they love it. And that's, that's where you kind of got to take a step back and go, fuck all this, dude. You gotta log off the fucking the the websites and get off all that shit, and just deal with what's in front of you. And you know this tour more than any other tour we've done has brought it to life. You know has shown us what our music has accomplished and how many people it truly has reached. And you know I'm blown away watching ourselves rise to the next level. And I wasn't sure a year ago when you know I didn't really have a place to live, and mm. I was just like, fuck, what am I gonna do? What are we gonna do? And watching it now, sorry, watching it now, like where we are and we've overcome all that shit. And, you know, all you got to do is just kind of push it aside and say, well, fucking people are going to talk as long as it's about me. Who cares? You know, and, and it's hard to deal with at times when you're like, fuck, you want to go respond to some 12 year old kid who fucking has their opinion. You want to go respond to him, go, fuck you. You weren't there. You don't know what I dealt with. You don't know what he did, you know, and. And it's it's fucking frustrating. It is. It is. I'm not gonna lie. It fucking irritates you. It it questions your morale, and you're like, fuck, dude. Why do I do this? But then you know, like I said, you overcome that. You look in the fans' eyes, and they're singing the songs, and the new songs are singing them. They're singing old ones that you know they would have never got to see because we were canceling tours, and mm. we were in so much trouble. You know, I got to see those songs come to life, and you know, Craig fucking steps in, and you know he he sings those songs with such conviction like 
he may not have been that part of the band, but he he pays respect to that aspect of our band, and and so those rumors are just like they fuel the fire in a way, and they make you appreciate what you have a lot more. Yeah. That was, that was damn. <laughs> that was good. It's, it's, at, the, it's at the end of the day. If, if the whole venue is full of of people with their middle fingers up in the air, and and there's one kid that I see in the front row, and he just he looks like he's on drugs because he's so into the show and his hands are up in the air and he's singing along. It's just, you know, I I just picture myself like zooming into his face, and being at the front of the crowd doing that same thing because that's what I used to do. And I'm like, you know, why am I going to put on a bad show or or try to let this affect me for this kid, because, you know, all the shows I've been to, all the artists have, you know, been very supportive and very nice, and and I I was that kid in the front row, you know, getting my ribs broken by the barricade, and, man, I want to do this, this is my dream, and it's like, you know, maybe that kid's going to be where I'm at one day, so, you know, fuck everybody else here, like, one kid can make a difference. I'll play for one kid in a crowd of a thousand people with their middle fingers up in the air. I don't give a shit. Especially if it's Escape the Fate foam middle fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come to our shows. <laughs> but here's here, it's all about here, marketing. Here's here's the thing though, man. Is like, is you, you you take a look at a few years ago. There was a there's a girl who released a record whose her whole life has been built on her whole success of anything that she's done has been built on on controversy and rumors. And she released a record. And it fucking flopped. You know why? Because she didn't have talent and she didn't sing well. And that's Paris Hilton. You know, she didn't sell records. You know why? Because she didn't have good songs. They didn't mean anything. You know? <laughs> and, and you know, she tried, which is cool. But that's not her thing. Her whole thing is just... It, I am. <laughs> but her whole thing is that she's just... She broke up with, with this dude from Gushra, so it's okay. Oh, she did? Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, so, such a bad record. <laughs> but, I mean, I never heard it. But, I mean, like, her whole life has been, you know. I mean, I've never heard it. Uh, but, I mean, her, her whole life has been built on fucking getting people to talk about her. Right. Doesn't sell a record, you know. People don't respond to that. They respond to the music, and that's why they're responding to what we do, you know. Is is like rumors aside. Yeah, like yeah. all that shit. Like how Robert's saying, like you just want to get on and be like, no, this would happen. And like I know, like especially for me, it was pretty. It was gnarly because it was like, oh, you know, da, 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 back and forth, and I was like, no, it was like this, and I was like that, and then like I was losing my mind, and I was like, you know what, dude. Fuck that! I'd call my manager, freaking out. I'm so fucking pissed. Dude. Yeah, I mean the thing with that is, is like, Max. Max would like, respond, and then people would take his response and put his response everywhere, and be like, "Look how much of a dick Max is." This is what he well, said to me, a fan, and then the Max is just like, well, "Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Are not, you not including what you said to me?" And it's just, it's just well, a back and forth thing. It's not, e- not even really that. It's just like, I mean, you know, something. There's always gonna be some kid that's gonna like. You know, take this. I mean, especially over if you're typing, you can't tell how someone's talking or whatever else. But just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm done responding. I'm done talking back. You can say what you want. We're going to save it for the stage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just take all that energy, take all that whatever you're pissed off about or sad about or whatever else, and save it for the stage because that's where it belongs. And that's where you're going to really prove to people what's up. Did you guys get to that point where you just stop looking at certain sites? You know what? Yeah. I, I I deleted yeah. my MySpace. I got mm-hmm. tired of it, and it's just not so much that. It's also I wanted to be less accessible. I wanted I didn't want people to be able to talk to me about that kind of shit. I just wanted them to talk to their friends about it, whatever. Because like it is, you realize like, dude, it's a fucking twelve year old little kid, dude, or 
some 14 year old girl who thinks she knows more about me than I know, you know? And, mm. and so you just kind of got to say, fuck that dude. It's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth the frustration because what we're doing is bigger than this one kid's opinion right mm -hmm. now, because he still likes our band. He's just mm -hmm. saying this cause he wants to know what's up. And, and so I, I've, I've stopped personally. I'll, you know, I'll go on every once in a while, you know, just see how many plays we got, you know, of course. But, but you know what? I, it's, you know, you, you Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can't, you can't sit there and dwell on it, though. You know, when you can't, you can't stay on forever and you can't just keep, you know, trying to respond to every comment and every bulletin and every, every little question that they have. You can't. It's impossible. Or it'll eat you alive. So the, the catch-22 of what I would think that a band, in your case, is, is kind of going through is that in one respect, as you said, Robert, you, you, you kind of want to be, well, a couple of guys have said, you kind of want to be um, seen as real people and as human beings that got feelings, you get hurt, you get mad about some of the things that people are saying about you. Of course. Um, but at the same time, part of what attracts fans to the big bands, the successful bands, is what we were talking about before, Brian, about being unobtainable and being the rock star and being the controversy, uh, you know, pseudo car wreck. And uh, so when they do go to the show, there are some fans that like the story. They like the drama. They like, you know, yeah. they went and got arrested and then they got this and then, you know, they flipped off a, a priest in a church or, you know, whatever. And yeah. it's just like, I know, I just gave you an idea. Um, so <laughs> that's like, that's like me. I'm, I'm like, yeah, dude, I can, you know what? Bigger, badder, you know, let's do this. So then how do you like not get pulled one way or the other where you're too sincere, but that you're not too over the top and you start messing up everything? I used to care about so much stuff and like really? everyone and every little thing all the time. And like, you know, sometimes like I'd be on tour and I'd be just like staring at my bunk and just thinking like, oh my God, this, that, da, da, da. But you know what? Like after a while, I was like, you know what, dude? I got to, I got to a breaking point where it's like, you know what? You can't please everybody. You can, it's, a, it's yeah, impossible. impossible. It is impossible. Especially like if you're, especially if like you're like, you know, in a band and you're doing things and there are stories about you and things like that and people are looking at you are reading about you and oh well he used to do this or whatever else oh well now he doesn't do this or you know this that or whatever it's like you know what whatever you like you know that. pick one of them and you know let's do this or whatever like, you know, I can't please everybody all the time. though really? well Craig, Craig Craig used to be a Christian in his old band now he's an escape the fate and worship Satan I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you know the bro, christian like, the christian fans can be really judgmental yeah because you're not like, playing it down so the line anymore judgmental. i'm just catch like, 22 on, catch yeah, 22 exactly <laughs> i'm just like you have no clue what my beliefs are or or what i believe in or anything like i'm still a christian but it's like like who cares it's not like i'm you know it's it's, it's, it's like people that judge people what people like to do is they like to they like to set things in stone and or, or like you know like critics will have to like when they're talking about like record reviews and stuff they'll have to label what type of music it is right, they can't right. just say this is how kind of how it sounds they have to label it when you're you know when you're talking about a band you have to talk oh this is what happened or this is how this went down when or, or this guy does drugs or you know what even though like you know, maybe when you posted that, I was this person, but you know, I have a real life and I change my, my moods change every fucking day. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, you, when you're real dude, shit happens. It's real life. You get arrested. You fucking, you do shit that you shouldn't have done. You live and you learn. And, and you know, sometimes those things fucking, you know, people 
get a hold of the, those stories and they talk about it and that's what separates it and you know and it's it is real for us we did go through those things and mm-hmm. that's, that's it's made people talk up to this point but you know I what? am who I am and that's all that I am I'm Popeye the Sailor man is there one big myth about yeah. this band that is not true that you guys feel like you're consistently having to try and correct Ronnie didn't go to jail for killing anyone he went to jail for yeah, not being able to piss a in a mess. cup and pass a drug test period and that's I fucking hate that yeah fucking straight question. from the band the band because Max he was like one of your best friends I yeah. was I was there we were, and we you started. Like you the started the band with years. him, or was it Brian? Who started the band with, with me and Ronnie? Did. You and Ronnie did. Okay. Yeah. We had dabbled in bands for years yeah. too. The three me of us. Okay. Ronnie had been in bands together all through high school. Shit, I met Robert when he was like fourteen, dude. You know, mm. so like, I've known him for a long time. Mm, and actually. it's just, it's so, <laughs> it's so silly. Like all the things you're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, listen, dude. I was there. I lived it. I, I did a lot of fucking drugs with him or whatever. I did a lot of bad things too. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like fucking, if you want to know what's up, like, you know, this is what's up. Right? Here's like, here's two two main fucking things, all right? Okay. Two main things. And it sucks because it's like, you know, this is what gets people talking. Ronnie is not in jail because he killed someone. We, we didn't kick Ronnie out of the band because he killed someone. Mm-hmm. We fucking, we're not in a band with him because... He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> mm. He sucked to be around, and he was ruining our lives. And we had to move on, and we wanted to make music, and stars aligned, and we got Craig, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Craig got us as well. And yeah. and you know, and also you know, he he's gonna talk because it's what he likes to do, and that's what gets people's attention. And he uh, he likes to say he's in jail because he didn't do something, or or he's he's in there for like the wrong reasons or whatever. Right. He's not in jail because he killed someone. Isn't he out on probation? Didn't that just happen? I thought he was out on probation now. No, that was another rumor. He was supposed to be out on probation. And, uh, all I know is At this point, I don't follow up. So I yeah, I, I think the main thing is everybody thinks there's two sides, like Escape the Fate hates Ronnie Racky and Ronnie Racky hates Escape the Fate. I tell people I think, all the time. I think the main like, thing people need to realize is Escape the Fate does not hate Ronnie Racky. I don't. Nobody uh-huh. does. We're all hoping that he gets better. And yeah. he does good for himself. Right. Dude, it's I, just, you know, it's just mm-hmm. things happen for a reason. And Ronnie and Escape the Fate is done with. And we all support him and hope he does well. And I think that's the main thing people think is like, you guys are fucking assholes. That's your old singer. You guys should support him. It's like, you guys we don't see that we're everything. supporting him. You know what yeah, I mean? You know. We do support him. It's just, it's hard when he's doing interviews and saying it's everybody else's fault and he hates us. And, you right. know, we try to the, do that all the time. We're he like, was we like that in the AP Ronnie. story. The thing is, straight up, is that, like, we, me and him were literally attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. And where he is right now, straight up, I can say this with 100% like, confidence and honesty, he was going to die if he did not go to jail. He was going to die, like, Seriously. soon. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just on a path of destruction. And, you know, I was on that path of destruction, too, for a while. And that's why I can say I know uh-huh. that it... He, this was the best thing for him in his life at the, at that time. I think it's the think best thing for well you too, Max. Yeah. You just gotta be humble, you know. And I tell everyone, like, how the hell I could turn your back on your best friend? Fuck, if he gets out, dude, I'll go buy him a meal, dude. I want to hang with him again and just see how he's doing because the Ronnie that I know that I met when mm-hmm. I was 15 years old, and the Ronnie that I knew, you know, at 23 when and he was 24 when he was in jail or whatever else, is not the same person at all. And I'd love for that old. You know, that old Ronnie to, to come back and, you know, and him to turn into that again. I think it'd be great. I don't know if, you know, I mean, he's got his thing now and we've got our thing. And, 
you know, I'm sure we're both completely happy where we are in our lives. I know I am, and my band is now, but, you know, I just want him to, you know, like mentally come back, you know, come back to himself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, well, real quick though, like yeah. before, I, I, it's. I don't see that happening though, unfortunately, because I think a lot of you know the fans that he hears and whoever are his close friends, mm-hmm. quote unquote, that are surrounding him are feeding into his ego, mm. and instead of being in prison and going fuck, what did I do? What did I do to my life? What did I do to my friends who actually did care? What did I do to my family? And Instead of going there and you know having all these revelations come to him, he's sitting there and going fuck them, and you know I have these fans, I can still fucking do this and doing it all just to spite like everyone else. Yeah, he he's got some. He's blaming some sort of evil force that's only there in his mind. We're not against him, and you know no one is against him. He just he's just out to prove everyone wrong, can, but no one's saying he can do it, man. He yeah. can do it. I yeah, hope he does well. Hope he does well. But you know, you, we can't sit and dwell. I mean, We're the whole, the whole new singer right. and his old band thing. Like, I'm going through the same exact thing, and I think people kind of lose sight of that too. It's yep. like, yep. it's like me and Bless the Fall parted ways. This, I mean, maybe a little less hardcore than Escape the Fate and Ronnie because there's really no drugs. It's because I drank a lot straight up. I was like an alcoholic when me and Bless the Fall split up, and. uh you know, there's somebody else out there singing my songs right now, playing shows with Bless the Fall, but I love the guy. I think they found a great new singer, and we all get along well, and we'll all, we're all friends again because I was humble and sat back, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing my thing. You guys are doing your thing. Let's just be proud of each other and wish each other luck. And then <laughs> that's not the only thing. I mean, I started a side project, and they kicked me out of my, <laughs> band, of my side project band that I started. They got a new singer so they could get signed. It's like, so now there's two the, the bands. The word alive. The yeah. word alive. Yeah. So now yeah. there's two bands and new singers, and it's just like, at the end of the day, you just got to be like, you know what, I'm just, I just got to continue Some things are thing. not meant to be. Yeah, exactly. And so I, like, I guess once, once you put all those things aside, you realize, you know, when you're a kid growing up, that you started this because you enjoy playing music, and that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, there, was a, there was a piece, I, what I was going to say before was that I, I don't want to rehash the entire Ronnie story again because I think that if anybody wants to read about it, they can pick up AP, they can go on the internet, they can find out what sort of try and piece out the whole thing together. But there was a couple of notes about it, as being musicians that are kind of like what you guys are dealing with now <laughs> and, and as, as struggling with musicians because you guys are in a very unique, unfortunate, very unfortunate spot and that you're kind of dealing with afterbirth, I guess to a certain extent. Yeah. So there was, a, there was a piece that was buried in one of the stories I read, um, Craig, where it was... Uh, last spring, and it was in Vegas, and and again, if this is a myth, if this isn't correct, just change, tell me, all right? Um, but that it was one of your first shows that you had with the band. Extreme thing? Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. Ronnie was in the audience up front, yeah. supposedly, with some of his friends, and he was flipping you off the whole time. Uh-huh. That had to have been a major oh, man, uh, s- sweat time, or, or bummer, or pissy, I mean... I mean, it was... It, I mean, I stayed as strong as I could, and I, I, I think I did an okay job. I don't know. Max kind of went off. I, I got, Max kind of went off the end I a little bit. I got mad because we were all practicing, we're doing great. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Craig, don't worry. You're going to kill it. Yeah. And then, like, I see Craig a little stressed on stage, and we go to introduce our, our new song that we wrote at the time, which was The Flood. And Craig's mm. like, all right, this new song's called. I'm like, hold on a minute, dude. I can't stands no more, you know? And I'm like, you know what? This song's called, if I could stay off drugs, maybe I'd still be in my band. And I look over yeah, the side. Yeah, pretty bad, And the people on, in Epitaph are like, 
<laughs> like no, jaw to job. the floor. Dude. But it was like, you know what, dude? I'm not going to let you ruin my fucking show, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was good. I, I mean, I had a, a ton of kids coming we, up to me after the show. Killed being it. like, I respect you so much. I can't believe you stayed so strong and you stayed up on the stage and you finished the show. So like, there was a tenseness. With so the, everybody in the audience knew what the hell was going on. Bro, yeah, it was, it's like, oh, and it's still, oh, really? it's still like that it to this day. Tense. There's still like, there's still, I mean, not on that big of a level, but there is still two different sides of people. But what's weird about it is that they're still coming to our show. You know what I mean? Like last night, I think was the first time that I saw. That was um, the first time. It was like that was the first time like... that I saw there was there was a uh, two two guys up on the balcony and they were wearing like Team Ronnie T-shirts. Uh-huh. Like the whole time they're like up like this and you know I'm like yo what's up dude nice T-shirt. Bro. Thanks dude those tickets paid for our gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what <laughs> I mean. Paid for my bus. But it's like it's like he's not he's not here man like. You paid to come to our show. If you want to support him, go support him. Go on his MySpace for his new band and show him some support. But, I mean, after the show, I was like, actually, you know, love you guys. Thank you so much for coming that, up. That's, that's at the end of the day, I still respect them for, for supporting their artists, like their favorite artists like right. that. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that show, though. That, yeah, that, I have respect on both sides. Like, you know what I mean? That Vegas show was fucking ridiculous, man. Was it was pretty. in front of a shitload of fucking people. And like I said earlier today, when you like with us, our band, what makes it interesting is you never know what's gonna happen when you walk on that uh-huh. stage, and that was one of those times where it's like it's memorable. It's I, I hate thinking about it, but you know what? It's it is what it is. You know, yeah. just take it and learn from it. Do you ever feel, Craig, that that? And I I, I don't mean this as an insult. Okay, yeah. so uh, no matter what you think of his career, that's how I mean it. Do you ever feel like you're Sammy Hagar? You know what? That's fucking real funny because I think we were just talking about that the other night, weren't we? I don't know if I was there. Maybe I was passed. Maybe out. we were just all wasted <laughs> talking about it. But no, yeah. Fuck, was it? I don't know. I know we were talking about it at one point, and I was like, "Fuck, I feel like we're the new Van Hagar right now, or something like that." You know what I mean? And then at the end, at the end of the day, I sit back. And I'm like, "Wait a second. This band has one record and one EP, and that's it." Right. They just yeah, they just got big fast. So it's he's like, already been in the band like basically as long as the old singer was. <laughs> as the old vocalist. That's interesting. Was. Mm-hmm. I've already been in the band just as long as as the old vocalist was. I I've, I've already actually I'm the only singer that has completed a full tour with Escape the Fate. Yeah, we've never completed a full tour until Craig joined the band. Make sure somebody <laughs> updates it on the Wikipedia page, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little pieces of it. So I, I want one more question about the um, about the, the lead singer thing, and kind of like the, the switch over here with, with this war is or this, this war is ours. The new record. Uh, correct me, fill me in. Was that record written the, the lyrics written by Ronnie and then rewritten by you, Craig, or was you no, are you, are you still was, doing Ronnie's lyrics? There was not one song on no. that record that was ever guitar parts vocal parts lyric parts there was nothing done for that record at all until i got in the band all right because there was that's 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 part of all right right, that's part of the myth then all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, because a lot of people said that too like it's just it's just people not wanting to accept that -hmm. they still like the band without their old singer in it you know right right because when the flood came out there's a lot of people that were like "Eh," and then like oh my god i love this song but the only reason i like it is because ronnie wrote it it's like, it, uh, it's fucking go ahead and sense. think what you What's want, it? dude. Yeah. Go ahead and think what you want. At least you still like them song. Like, come to the show, sing along. It'll be a big party. That's all yeah. I care about. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. You know, um, Craig, the, uh, it's, I think it's interesting. 
it's, it's worth taking a look at as much as being a singer that is singing someone else's pain. Yeah. And you didn't have a good childhood. I mean, I guess you went to a reform school or you didn't, you went to a uh, rehab, or not, um, never, uh, uh, detention center. Detention center. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, reform probably would have been better. Um, but, uh, you went through a detention center and, uh, uh, you went through a lot of crap and you uh, talked yeah, about, you talked about actually shit, man. the AP story. I mean, was it, were you, yeah. would you come out of a house of, uh, uh, you know, uh, domestic violence or, um, well, yeah, my dad was in the military, and, and his his side of the family was really, really religious, like wanted me to go to church every day. And I mean, there was even a time in my life where the pastor was threatening to kick my ass and kick me and my whole family out of the church. And I haven't been to church since I was 16 because of that point. And uh, I don't know, just he was in the military, and, and he was cheating on my mom the whole time growing up. And, you know, I, I was being a bad kid, so... I learned when I was 18, he told me, he's like, well, we were going to get a divorce earlier, but I was scared you'd do something stupid if you weren't 18. I was like, oh, sick. But I don't know. He kind of, I mean, I love him now. We're, we're like best friends. But, you know, growing up, I definitely was his, his, uh, his, his person. Yeah, the, the black sheep. Like, he got out all of his anger on, on me a lot of the times. And I don't know, it was mm-hmm. just, just a hard childhood and, and music kind of helped me through that. And I feel like now I get the opportunity to help other kids no matter what they're going through, get through it. And it's like, of course I'm singing old songs of somebody else's pain. And like I said before, Bo Boken, Bless the Fall, he's out there singing singing songs of my pain. He's out there singing a song called Ihenia, which is my grandmother's name. And there's somebody out there singing it. And it's like, great at the song. end of, at the, great end of song, the day, the I got to sit back yeah. and I got to be like, all I'm happy about is uh-huh. that that song is still living. That song's still being performed on stage, whether it's by me or not, mm-hmm. and kids are still up there singing it, which just gives the song life. And uh, that's why I try to put as much feeling as I can into the old songs. And there's even some old songs we've agreed that we won't play yeah. because it really, because it was too yep. personable to one person. What, what, so, so the fans won't request it. Go ahead and go on record now. What will you not play? Uh, Day I Left the Womb. Yeah, we'll never play yeah, that. Definitely. That that is that is Ronnie's song. That's way too personal for him. And none of us will overstep that boundary hmm. which once again showing respect and support yeah. for that guy so right hopefully he does the same but you know there's just there's just certain things like that i mean we played we played when i go out i want to go out and chariot of fire at a couple shows and then then we stopped playing that because that was kind of personable too i don't know there's just there's a few songs out there that's just kind of like mm, you know maybe we shouldn't now we got new songs to play so we just want to play the new ones mainly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take our second music break, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, the uh, give me uh, off uh, off your music, okay? Um, give me the song that you think. Um, if I'm a new escape, the I'm just learning via this interview about escape the fate. Um, give me the song that probably um, best exemplifies. Um, escape the fate. Well, that's hard, though. Uh, well, no, hold on a second. Let me let me let me let me categorize it. <laughs> um, that wonderful, be, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, give me the one that best uh, uh, gives an example of escape the fate when Ronnie was in the band. You think, and then give me one that you guys are this your favorite song right now off the new record. And then for the, th- the third song we'll play, um, give me the song that changed the most on the new record, like from when you guys were working together and between what it sounds like now on the final yeah. record. So first it's, give me the one off like the, either the EP or the first record that um, you think is dude, typical. That's, that's so hard though. Cause like our, our sound is like, 
I know. split. Like, uh, so, that's you know? like, such an easy choice. Like, lifestyle-wise, off the first record, I'd say The Webs We Weave categorizes yeah. me and Ronnie that's what I was gonna in say. the band, like, almost to a T. Okay. Because it's just like, you know, lyrics say it all right there. So. Okay. And then... What was the second question? The new, the, well, then what is, like, what's your favorite song off this record? Like, what's the, record, the song that you guys are most proud of? Um, Fuck. <laughs> I, I like the whole record. You know, me, personally, I think I, I like It's Just Me, hmm. just because it's so different and it's so dark, and I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out, and, and just lyric-wise, like, I don't know, I just like that song. It's real personal. I, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say two songs off the new record would categorize... This band and everything would be ten miles wide, and we won't back down. Hmm. I'd say those two. No, I think. Um, <laughs> oh fuck you! Well, I think we're gonna play the whole record. Well, um, <laughs> since we can't come to an think, agreement, my song that changed the most. I think. I, I think this war is ours, and something kind of exemplify mm. both sides of us like of who we are. Wide, yeah, I think it's ten miles wide. Just the whole record, dude. <laughs> ten miles wide, and it's just. And me. song that changed the most is yeah. it, "It's Just Me." I think by far, because it just. I don't know the, fl- uh, the flood didn't change the much, actually. <laughs> okay. the All right, was... the one song right here. Here we go. What? Well, I can... Air guitar makes no sound. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Let's say one song. <laughs> Think of one song. Probably it's just me, man. It, it was the most out there that it, we went with anything. No, the song that changed the most the when we wrote this war is ours. The intro of this war is ours. Yeah, changed quite a bit. We 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 really oh. fought for the intro that's on the album to that song. Oh, well, yeah, the chorus and the flood changed a lot. Yeah, they did. They yeah. Did. Oh, is this is this the stuff where you were talking about like, that, that you and what, the producer? What do you mean? What do you mean? That's what we mean. Like I'm confused. Like, do you mean like? Physically, like the song just changed, like in its format. It, yeah, or, or, exactly. It's format. Like you guys, yeah, it was originally written saying, as this, and by the time you guys got oh, done okay. with it, it was something well, completely different. Then it's, then the it's just me. It was like the same thing. Because yeah, it's just me. Yeah. It was the same. That's why I'm saying the flood changed the most because we had written that song and played it live before we went in the studio, and then it changed strictly because guitar tunings down. dropped down, yep. and then it was like way too high for me to sing. So then I had to sing lower. I don't know. That song just changed up a lot. Yeah, I was did, so unhappy with it when we first did it because I was like, fuck, it changed so much and I like the original way and now it's grown on me. So, But that definitely is the song that changed the most in the studio. Yeah. I, most sure. of most mm-hmm. the, the problem was that most of it was written in the studio. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say a lot of it changed. A lot of it got put together in the studio. So Feldman, mm-hmm. When we wrote with Feldman, it was weird from Basquette. Like we had to have songs with Basquette and then with Feldman, he's like, just give me the raw shit you guys got. Like, give me riffs. Give me, you know, hooks. Just give me this. Like, like, really? <laughs> so it was kind of like, wait, we, we, we don't have any song. Are you sure we're ready to go in? But like, you know, we did, but it wasn't. It was different from how we did it last time. It's like, so, like me and Brian still have like four or five of the songs on the record originally that we did like six months prior to being in the studio. Yeah, we got a new songs ready to go. <laughs> I was in the band like three months before the first show. Like. <laughs> I was living in Vegas, writing the record. When we, of, when Craig officially became a hundred percent official member, Bamboozle. was Bamboozle left? Or mm-hmm. yeah, it was a show we played there, and we went fuck this dude. This is awesome. We're we're a band. This is it. it the next band. day, we went in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went into the pool. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of it was, you it know, was which difficult. which at this point we're known uh, for winging it. You, you know, because because <laughs> like uh, I think 
when you do that though just real quick like that makes the next record really exciting because now we've gotten to know each other a little more Mm -hmm. and now we've gotten to kind of see where we sound and we've learning that we we like to fuck around with different styles and and so so the the next one so the next one's already being written and it's gonna be really yeah Yeah, like four songs that i'm so excited about that's something that we're like it's gonna be fucking i think our our opus dude you know i think it's because Craig finally is with us now, so we could write with him. Before we're, 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 we're with rushed him into too, it. Though. Yeah, well, I, that's an, we were kind of rushed into the first album a little bit. We were kind of like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because it's like, uh, now this is the band studio yeah. next day. Oh, fuck, dude, we don't have songs. So now we click. Go write songs. Oh. Now that we've had like more time to chemistry, really, f- yeah, chemistry, like feel each other out, like you know, you know, for the last. We feel year. each other all the time. Because you, because you have your, you have your whole life to write the first record. You have the whole life to write the first record, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And with him, we we, well, we wrote it as we recorded it. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it hard. I'm surprised we even came out with an album, you know. But that shows like I think we, you're telling a little too much. All right, you know, <laughs> a little too much. Basically, <laughs> that no, remember, that, remember <laughs> the mystique talk we had, pal. <laughs> and here I am. I don't want to be attainable. You know, give away everything. All right, we'll be right back. It's because nobody wants to attain you. <laughs>
said you started ap right yeah i just well then i just want to tell you i love your magazine thank you I read it all the time thanks it's awesome you know, i wish i could do more with it yeah every time i love I go, AP. every time i, I, I could do, shopping, i wish i could I come out as often as rolling stone and put twice as many bands on the cover i remember i remember i remember back a while ago and uh, i was working at smith's or whatever at this grocery store back home and after that like I'd always go to the magazines on my breaks or whenever I'd just go to the grocery store I'd always look at the magazines I'd always go through <laughs> AP I remember the first time we were in AP I'm like oh, I read this magazine I always I read this magazine I remember starting out looking through that. AP and I'd, I'd be Cash I'd be going through it's like, up on the wall right this month and yeah. I'd see a band that I knew help help yeah. why not me like we're better than them. <laughs> that actually happens quite a bit. Um, you yeah. know, you 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 get to the band on the side, and uh, you know, no recorders on and stuff, and you'll you they'll sit there and go, they'll they'll, they'll turn to me and they go, how the fuck did you put that band on the cover? They don't deserve it. They suck. They're blah. And twenty minutes of tearing apart the band yeah, about everybody. Every everybody has their own opinions on music and. Why are bands? Why are musicians so nasty to each other? Because they, because it's, it's a big race. It's a big race. It's a big race to the top. It's it's, it's jealous. A, yeah, it's it's a competition. It's a friendly had, competition, a but it's a competition. With that. I've, I had a big problem before where I'd I'd get jealous and I'd be like, man, fucking, I should be up there. Then at the end of the day, I just got to sit back and how many artists are out there? How many bands are out there playing the same venues? It's like. Just do your own thing, man. Just Dude, yeah, I, I, I realized that, dude, on this, this like, past right. month was the first time I ever, like, was, like, kind of happy for, like, like Hollywood you know, and Dead. Do you need to be the biggest yeah. fucking band on like, the face of the planet? Exactly. No. Like, ho- Hollywood, Hollywood and Dead, like, they, they, 
they've been around for years. They were around before us, and now that they're being successful, I hearing them on the radio. And I, you know, at first, obviously, at first, you're like, "Fuck, why aren't we on the fucking radio, man?" But then you're like, you know, I'm proud of those guys. Dude. That's awesome. You know, that's good for them. And now yeah. I'm finally starting to accept it and find new bands and I think appreciate that's, I think it, that's you know? why all of our attitudes have changed. Yeah, since, I, we've been, I mean, we've been we in the game for a minute. Lineup, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's my main thing I want to do, is bring that part of that world to people. I'd say. Like I just how want man, all bands to be a know? family. I don't think there should be jealousy or competition whatsoever, because everybody does their own thing. Critics have their own opinions. Right. You know you get a critic out there where the band might be horrible, but the critic likes the band. This record gets five out of five stars, like... You know, and you can easily listen to it and be like, dude, what do you what do you mean five out of five stars? This is horribly engineered, horribly produced, you know? I wouldn't even but, care. Like, you know how Tim Burton has the dark when you go watch the movie? That's what I like. <laughs> I just want to bring that to musically, that space. I like that. Do you guys ever find it difficult to enjoy yourself at somebody friends. else's show? Without analyzing it all in your head, it's it's hard. You know, <laughs> really, that's 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 one thing that is that is like a curse. Is like after really? being in the studio and like writing and doing things. Like when I listen to music, like for the longest time, like I couldn't I couldn't just listen to it and enjoy it. I would like pick apart like w- like the song, or I would just like listen to one instrument, and be like that sound, or I don't like that sound, or like you know I I had then I had to be like. Fucking listen to it, yeah. Max. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh dude, I God. know exactly. There's a curse that musicians get is it's almost impossible to listen to something and just be able to enjoy that yeah. somebody's making music. You're finally like, you uh, just second nature pick apart yeah. everything. Yeah. You, know? you know, I saw Metallica, man, a couple months ago. Fucking my favorite band since I was like fucking born, and a, and huge arena show, fucking fifteen trucks, all this production, and I'm just sitting here, my favorite band playing my favorite songs, and I'm going, man, I wonder. I wonder how many guitars he's got over there. Like, is, is, is Lars Tech going to come out and tune his snare, dude? What's going on? You know, and I'm just picturing all the stuff, how much it probably costs to do this, what their tour manager's doing, because I know all that stuff, you know? And it's like, it doesn't seem that different from what I'm doing. It's just on such a bigger scale, you know? It's kind of weird. I don't like it. You know, um, Craig, I, I do want to talk about because we because really, I really don't get a chance to talk about this too much, um, it, but it's... It's so much a part of being a musician that um, is overlooked. And you talked about it in um, uh, AP Store. You've talked about it in, I think, Kerrang! as well. Um, but when you were uh, departing, bless the fall, um, you talked briefly in a couple of stories about the legal crap you went through, that you had to settle Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, you, you wrote songs and you weren't going to be the band anymore. And how do you make sure you get paid? Yeah. And, you know, le- you know, all this other stuff and who owns the rights to what and, and stuff like that. So what are some things that you learned about that ugly aspect of uh, boring um, aspect of legality and being a musician? I think especially for new musicians coming out, just be grateful that you're getting an opportunity mm-hmm. to make music and do something no matter who's managing you, what label signing you. Be grateful, but at the same time, watch your ass. You know what I mean? How so? At the same time, know that you can't trust anyone in the music business. I think 50 a, Cent said yeah. it best. These in industry business, niggas ain't friends. Uh, they know how to pretend. It, when it comes to a business point of view, they might be your best friend. And, you know, personally, you guys are really good friends. But when it comes down to business, you got to watch your ass because everyone is going to try to fuck you in the littlest way, the biggest way, no matter what way, because that's, 
that's the way it works, you know, and that's, it's kind of what happened to me. Like, you know, I, the manager flew out to London while I was over in Europe with Bless the Fall. And, uh, you know, it just started getting to me one night and I was just sitting there and I was like, what am I doing here? Why am I so unhappy? Yeah. And, um, he was getting ready to leave to go back to the States. And I was like, Hey, can we sit down and have a talk? Like, so I sat down and I talked to the band. And I was like, look, I don't know if I want to do music anymore. I have, I have a kid at home that's getting older by the day. I'm super unhappy. We barely talk to each other anymore. It's like, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore. They're like, well, finish out this tour. You know, I was, I was told by management and everything, you know, finish out this tour and then do Taste of Chaos we have coming up and I'll, I'll pay you this in advance and then we'll see where you stand then. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Long story short, week later, you know, a girlfriend goes in the hospital and needs some money. I ask for money to be sent home. There's no money to be sent home, even though I just got told I was going to get was gonna get paid so I was like screw this I'm going home then and nobody tried to keep me there which was another thing it was like mm. it was like you want to go home cool later good riddance and I was like well I'm not gonna stay out here for people that don't want me here so it's just go home then after a week it only took like a week or two to analyze everything and I was like fuck dude I need to get back out on the road I need to play music that's what I love doing it's the only thing I'm I'm okay at you know and uh that's that's when the band informed me that they didn't want me to come back. And then um, I remember I was so upset. So everybody that, that I that I had an interview with and everything, I was just like, oh, this legal bullshit, because it was right around Christmas time. Um, since I said I wasn't in the band, I had no publishing checks. I received none for that whole year, even, even though they were still selling records. Um, I got charged for merch and things out in Europe because I had left that tour. So I got, like I had to pay for things over there, which upset me even more. And um still to this day I haven't I haven't really received anything from from my publishing and even the the science the label that went under they um they the only reason they let me sign Epitaph and Escape the Fate was if I signed over all my rights to to that music and then they would let me go. So you were stuck. Yeah, I was pretty much stuck, and it sucked, and I was so pissed at 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 their management and stuff. So if you're if you're if if you're looking back on all that, as all you guys, it's like certain or the certain things you just do not do. I mean, because there's all these 360 deals. There's a lot of bands yeah. that get signed right now. Do you guys read, have a 360 deal? Read no, no, no. read your contract. Don't yeah. just be like, oh my god, I'm getting signed. Yeah, sign pe- on the dotted line. Read people- the contract. Read the fucking small print. It might be as small as even Willy Wonka. Just read that whole thing, dude. No fucking people, lawyers. People don't want to sign your band because you look like a cool guy and they want to be your friend. They want to sign your band because they see a dollar sign on you. Like, and that's the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's good people out there. Like, like I hear horror stories, just like things like Craig was just saying about a lot of other bands and a lot of other labels. And I'm like, I go to bed at night and literally go. Thank God for my label and my manager, man. <laughs> we got fucking lucky. Oh, <coughs> well, I, I, still, I still love, I still love their their management, like on a personal level, but on a business level, like no, thank you whatsoever, never again. And the funny story is that I think only only as, like us as a band knows is the day that this War Is Ours album got finished. I got a phone call. You remember that? I remember. Yeah. yeah, I got a phone call. Hey, the band wants you back. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, congrats, dude. I've been begging to be back in my band for eight months. You're going to say congrats at the day I finished a new record? Come on, man. Bad timing. So that, that sucked, too, because then I was being torn. I was like, oh, my boys, my, you know, my OG boys, and 
oh, I just finished this record. What do I do? What do I do? And it's just like, I'm here for a reason. Got to stick with it. Bad timing. And then... Was there any sort of like a, a, a was there was there any sort of like a, a business aspect to that though that helped you make that decision? Like, was there a better deal with Escape the Fate than there was for the Blessed Fall deal? Or I mean, it, not really. I or mean, was I it got, just too much bad blood by that point with Blessed Fall? Or it, it was just bad blood, not with Blessed the Fall, just with well, the but way the organization. Works, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's yeah. like you haven't been answering my phone calls for the past literally eight months. Mm-hmm. Nobody's called me back. Nobody's gotten to me. You haven't found a new singer yet. You know I just finished a new album, and now you want me to come back. Mm. I was like, no, no thanks. Because it's like, how can you work with people that you think are going to have your back, but yeah. just ignored your phone calls for eight months? And then you're just going to hop back in that relationship. Mm. It's like a girlfriend you were with that said she loved you, but she was fucking some dude on the side. And then she calls you six months later, and she's like, oh, I'm done, done with him. Come back to me, please. Because she has nothing you seem left. To be, yeah, you seem to be doing super well for yourself. Come back. Hey, talking you know about I mean? this shit, man. It really sucks. sucks, yeah. Just bums you out talking about the business yeah, end of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It just bums me out. About bro. our past, man. Yeah. We're on such a good fucking point right now, man. All this shit that you just regurgitate. You know? It's just like, <laughs> fuck, dude. It's I'm like, trying to bum you out. I'm just trying like, to learn the lessons. It's just hard, it's, though. Definitely, I understand. On the other end of things, everything does happen for a reason. I'm glad everything happened the way it did because, you know, like I said, bless the fall, we're really good friends again. And, uh, you know, they found Bo right mm-hmm. at, r- like a week after that happened. He just all of a sudden landed in their laps. And I think he's doing a great job. I really enjoy their songs. I even listen to it sometimes, the new ones they have up. And uh, I just think everything happens for a reason. Like, that was supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so, so just to kind of, I mean, Robert, so, to, so you can kind of maybe pick up the mood here a little bit for you guys. Um, there was a great, uh, great end of a review off uh, the new record that was an outburn at the last few, I had uh, good people over at Outburn. And, uh, and great it, people. Great people no. over at Outburn. Great people at Outburn. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and Did I mention they were great? You got an 8 out of 10 on the record review, so that's not bad. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, and they, they end it with, uh, it's a treat to see and hear such a damaged band emerge from the smoke and chaos with their eyeliner still smudged and their music as passion-fueled as ever. Welcome back to the land of the living, guys. Nice. I just gave you a, really yeah. a little bit of chill right there. I got there. some goosebumps, <laughs> yeah. Golden that goosebumps, that dude. That does yeah. help. I like that. That's awesome. Though. I've come to the conclusion that I can't read a review on an album on a website where there's like not one album that has a good review. You know what I mean? There's so many websites like that where every single album has a bad yeah. review. Yeah, see, I used to read reviews and be like, oh man, that sucks. Whatever. I was like, you know what? This fool's just hating on everyone right now. Like, never mind. You know, yeah. why am I bummed? So, you know, it's been talked about a little bit. Two more questions, we're done. But it's been talked about uh, in some of the interviews that you guys have done about the new version of it and, and, uh, or the new um, future for Escape the Fate and where you guys are going. And some of the record reviews have pointed out with the new record that it's a lot more hopeful. It's a lot more, it's not so like before. And I think that there was a talk, one interview, I think it was an AP where you were kind of like shocked, like, wow, I'm not used to the new music, like the new lyrics and the kind of the tone of the songs were going. And, uh, and uh, so is there like, is there a new tone to the band? Do you think, is there a new vibe? Is there anything that's like changed for you guys where you, where you really are? I mean, it's like, it's the past that's in the past it's behind yeah. you. All that stuff is still there regardless of what Ronnie wants to say or think yeah. is going to happen because I think in one interview he said I'm coming back and yeah. I'm taking back the band and blah 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 um, but for you guys like what do you see as your future now I see just we're, we're very ambitious now yeah a lot of a lot of great ideas and just it's going to keep going up man and 
the songs are just like the chemistry is so much just it's there now you know mm. like I, it, it i mean it was always there that's how we put this record together but now it's 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 actually going to come like to light you know like we have time now way better yeah i can i can wake up and <clears throat> and see these guys in the morning and not have to worry about if they're mad at me for something i did or if we're going to get in an argument if i pass them yeah. or I, I just it just feels really good to feel comfortable and have no tension and be able to sleep and know when you wake up the band's still going to be happy and you're still going to play that show the next day and it's just you know you're still going to be on the road and i don't I was, know what's the word i'm looking for I was just it's good to feel I was just gonna say secure. I don't know what's what's the word I'm looking for. Before before you're in the band, it was like yeah, yeah. a lot of walking on eggshells all the time, and now it's just like we're like comfortable and like happy. Mm. Like I'm happy to be around you guys. Content. We're all very content now. Yeah, you know what I think. It'll be really interesting to see how the next record is gonna sound oh. or how words gonna. Here's, end, you know? here's what I notice more than anything lately is that. I've fallen in love with music again. Really? Like, because I, with all the stuff that I've gone through and everything, I, I just didn't want anything to do with playing in a band or yeah. listening to music or anything. And I'm so excited now that I get to just like, we, we've sat up late nights just playing guitar and, you know, playing old 90s pop songs or, <laughs> or writing new stuff. You know, I've busted out a keyboard and just, you know, jamming and stuff like that. Our, our sound checks were we're playing and we're a lot more open to each other's opinions now mm. as before we're you know cuz cuz at the time you know we just met Craig I, I was afraid to see what he would think about certain songs or or you know oh, wow. I'm sure he was a little bit you know you probably held back just a little like where do they want me to go yeah. with this and now it's like we're not afraid you know if he doesn't like something it's like dude that's not I think cool now, I think now like like, I'm so grateful I got hooked up with these guys, and I'm sure they feel the same way about me. And it's just like, at the point we are now, it's we get along with each other so well, and we're so, we're so in tune with each other now that it's like, we don't even see anything else. Hmm. We, don't, we don't get jealous of other bands. We don't care if other bands are jealous of us. Like, we'd, we just tone it out. It's kind of like when people have selective hearing, and somebody, somebody's talking shit to them right to their ear, but your body doesn't hear it at all because you just don't want to hear it. It's like, we're just, I don't know. It's just, everything's gone and we're so happy and just, you know, we're, we're a band. You know what I mean? We're a family. Everybody says a band's a family and you know, we're a family and it, it feels really good to finally sit down around some people and have no doubt in your mind and just 100% feel like that's where you belong. And I mean, and I mean, as, as we tour and we, we, we spend so much time together, it's not always cheerful and blissful. We're not right. like, I love you, man, at all times. And Life. We, yeah. we fight, we fucking everything. But at the end of the day, you know, you could be so pissed off and go, why am I fucking here? And then you realize, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let me go talk this out with this guy as and I let's fucking like, work like out what we did. Brothers, you, know? Yeah. you know? And it's it's like, so that, like I said, like then you can get back to the real focus at hand, which is, you know, creating music, which is why, at the end of the day, why we're fucking here and, you know, I mean, that and party and chase girls and stuff. You know, <laughs> you know that's little, little, no the real reason to do it. You know. So I usually end with somewhere within the end of the podcast story about this uh, this question. So this is the last question for you guys. Tell me the story or the stories that you almost died while touring. 
almost died. While what, do you, what do you or mean? Or even on stage. Oh, you know, bus almost went off the road. Uh, uh, equipment yeah, malfunction. Almost got electrocuted on the stage. Oh, dude. We're driving down the road and the trailer unhooked like, started rolling. Hey, why is our trailer fucking passing us on the freeway right now? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going on, dude? That was pretty Fucking gnarly. flat. The tired. RV died on the last day. We weren't there, luckily. <laughs> oh, I was on a plane. I was fucking chilling. Actually, I was enjoying Thanksgiving or you something. Remember when we were in a, when we were doing it in a van? Um, oh I remember. I was asleep, but I remember hearing the story of like us sliding off the road into this ditch. Yeah, I was I was in fear for my life, and you were snoring. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I woke up because I had to piss, and I thought everyone was joking, and I, I opened the door to the back and got out oh, and shit, was like up into snow up to my waist. I was like, oh, my God, jumped back in, and like the van was like slanted. I was like, holy shit. Well, you know, just about every night, I, I fear for Craig's life or his limbs at least <laughs> when we play shows. Depending on the size of the venue, like, like in Toronto, what was it, the last show we just played? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's like you look up, you're like, yeah, dude, it's good, fucking, your solo sounds great, Brian. Whoa, where's Craig, man? Well, Whoa. I mean, oh, the thing I feel about that is I, fuck. I trust people because as much of a family as the band is, our fans are just as, just as much a part of that family as we are. So you mm-hmm. trust them. And that's what I... I don't know. That's what I want to do. Like, they come for that hour every night where we can all be together and just hang out and everyone's positive and having a good time. You know, there's probably kids out there that snuck out. They're probably all worried that their parents are going to catch them. But when they're, in their, when they're in the midst of the show, dude, they're not thinking about anything else. They're just having a good time with friends, with family. That's what it is. So escape the fate and the fans are a big family. And, as a, and, and it's since you're the father of a daughter, um, one little bit of advice to you, if you ever want to know where your kid was last night, you think they went to a show, just go on YouTube the next night yeah. and <laughs> check all the video that was taken. Yeah. Speaking of daughters, YouTube man, there's, been a lot, there's been a lot of daughters that have like dads that come to the shows that I never would expect. Like in New York, Dude, D. we walk Snyder. up on our bus and D. Snyder's standing there. He's like, oh, kid, kids. Big, big fan, big fan. And we're like, D. Snyder? Yeah. Bro, I'm like, dude, you're my idol. He's like shaking down. <laughs> I get a picture with you. Hey, like, man. Like, what? Yeah, dude. Generation is like, past. Like, are, we VH, are we on VH1? Your torch is past. the music right now? Like, what's like, going that's on? what it feels like. I, I, I text, because uh, Josh Todd, he was on our record from Buck mm, Cherry. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I'll text him irregularly, dude, just talk about, like, you know, the events of the nights. And, like, he's like, every time I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, maybe I should just chill tonight. And he'll be like, no, we've passed the torch to you. You have to run with it. Go get those fucking, those sparrows need to be fed, man. <laughs> fucking, that's what he tells me. Sparrows so, need to be fed. Yeah. There is a t-shirt there or a record title. I don't yeah. know which one it is. So sparrows so need said, to be and, fed. And, yeah. and, and I told him like, yeah, dude, we're going to fucking Canada now, dude. Like the other night, I was like, yeah, dude, I heard their their national bird is the swallow, dude. So <laughs> let's go see what that's about. Oh, <laughs> and on that that note <laughs> that's a rock star note to end on i'm sorry i'm sorry um guys i wish you the best with this record you guys have obviously been through a lot and you guys are going to be going forward there's no doubt about Thanks, it man. you're all in the right spot yeah, mentally you. and musically so i wish you the best of luck and i hope that uh we can come back and do this in a, a little bit forward and hear what the what else you guys have done to awesome. cause controversy in oh, your lives be, and get, a, get some new wikipedia entries out there <laughs> there we go these days, it's a party. It's not abuse. Right. Awesome. AP Podcasts are recorded at Lava Room Recording Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. 
a New York City quality studio at Cleveland Prices. Check out www.lavaroomrecording.com. For more information on Alternative Press Magazine, go to www.altpress.com. The podcast engineer is John Walsh. Post-production assistance from Rob Ortenzi. I'm Mike Shea, and this is all my fault. You can reach me directly at www.myspace.com slash Mike Shea AP. That's S-H-E-A like the stadium, AP. 